everybody. It's Allison Kaczkowski. Welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I'm so appreciative of your support and you tuning in to listen to listen to us. I hope that wherever you are on this Tuesday morning that you're doing something positive for yourself one way or the other. And so since we're sort of in this new normal for so many of us, especially with this coronavirus stuff everywhere, um, it's really can be very all-consuming for so many of us as we go about our day-to-day lives. And so many of us have had our daily routines basically upended. So we're, we're all really struggling to find a new normal. And so what I want to do today is just sort of continue on this focus of what are some easy ways that you can still say yes to yourself, despite all the struggle, despite everything that seems to be on us exponentially now. Um, you know, last week I talked to you a little bit about developing some tips to, or some tips to help with keeping your mindset in a place where you can still feel like you're moving forward. And so today I'm super excited. I have a friend that is from my hometown that I'm talking with today. She is a family nurse practitioner and um, has lots of years in the health, healthcare industry. And she is also a parent and has three kids, I think. Um, I'll let her tell you about, um, I'll let you introduce herself. Um, her name is Cynthia Purcell. And so Cynthia, why don't you introduce, why don't you tell my audience a little bit about you first? Um, okay. Hi y'all. Um, I'm Cindy and um, I am a family nurse practitioner. I have been a registered nurse since 1998. Um, I have a master's in public health nursing and um, a master's in family nurse practitioner. Um, I have Two children, um, two boys that are biological, and I have four uh, stepchildren. So um, we're very, very busy, busy family. Um, I have had a lot of struggles with maintaining um, an exercise routine, um, diet. Um, my children are very, very busy. I'm very busy. I actually travel um, about two and a half hours a day in my car to and from work. So, um, it's, it's a very busy life. Um, my husband works an hour away. My children are involved in, in sports. And so it's just, it's really hard for us to, um, to make time for, um, ourselves. Um, I've always felt that my children were more important than me. And I've always told myself that, that they're, their lives were more important than mine. And and I needed to really focus on what they needed more than what I needed. And so probably within the past, I'd say year or two, um, I've kind of had to put myself ahead of that a little bit and let myself know that I'm important as well and that I can't take care of them. I can't provide for them. I can't um, be a good mother, a good wife, a good friend um, without providing myself some type of self-care. So um, I've, I know the struggle that, that it is to have children um, and to feel like you are um, the low one on the totem pole. Um, oh, wow. So this is important yeah. to me. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm so glad that you bring that up because I feel like so many people literally have to justify to themselves why, why putting themselves at a high, on a high, high, a high on the priority list is so important. And it literally is because you can't go and do all the things if you don't take care of yourself. Would you agree with that? Oh, completely, completely. There, there were nights that I came home and um, I was too tired to do 
anything. I, I wouldn't even eat dinner. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't take a shower before I went to bed. I mean, there were, it was, it was exhausting. It, it was yeah. just all encompassing. You get up in the morning and you, you get ready for work and you take your kids to the bus or to school and then you work all day and you, you go to their activities and then you come home and you're wiped out. Yeah. It's mentally exhausting. Um, and uh-huh. it can be very depressing. Yeah. Well, what, why don't you tell me, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'll just sort of, I'll just sort of invite you to kind of speak to what's calling to you. Um, what, you mentioned that there was a year or two ago that you decided you were going to make some changes. So what really prompted you to actually do that? I was divorced and I had my two boys and um, I had sold my house and uh, we moved into a rental house and um, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I didn't know I was helpless and um, I was their sole provider and I, I was just exhausted. And, um, so, um, I, I guess I just had to looking at their faces and, um, seeing how they knew that I was sad and that I was struggling. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to fail them. Um, and I, I just had to reach deep down and figure out what I could do to, to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that, um, that I had to do something for myself. I had to start, um, taking a break during the day, even if it was to walk around the building at lunchtime, or if it was to, um, you know, lay down and take a nap or, or drink a bottle of water or something that was positive, something that was not, um, you know, drinking, um, oh gracious, Red Bulls in the morning and, um, you know, eating a donut and just things that were depleting all of my energy. And I didn't even realize that that was happening until I started paying attention to, to my habits and what I was doing that was causing me to, to not succeed. And sometimes I think we just, we sort of wake up one day and we just, just we're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Literally. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like that we, just, we, have that, we have that aha moment where we say enough is enough. And I think there's, for so many of us, there's that one side of our brain that's saying that. And then there's the other side of our brain that's saying, well, hold on, you know, what if you do, if you do this, then you're not going to be able to have time to do this. And it's kind of this constant push and pull. So, and I suspect from what you're saying that that was really the case with you. It wasn't that you didn't know that it was important. You knew it was right, but you just, you have to get to that moment where you say, I have got to make a change. And, you know, in order to do that, I'm going to have to, you know, balance and juggle, which really takes a tremendous amount of mental strength because it's so easy to talk ourselves out of doing something before we even start. Wouldn't, is that? Well, I think we feel guilty. Yeah. I think as, as, as women in general, I think we feel guilty. We feel, especially now we feel if we, if we have children, if we have a family, we have to, you know, we work and we want to maintain a relationship with our friends and yeah. our families. And we, we want to do everything. And as a little girl, I told myself, I remember saying, yeah. I can do everything. I can have a yeah. job and I can, I mean, you can do it all and you yeah. can't do it all. You, you have to step back um, and look at yourself and, and think, that you're important and that you're valuable and that you matter. And if you're not there to take care of everybody else, then um, you're really defeating yourself. I mean, you, you have to take care of yourself in order to take care of everyone else, yeah. if that makes any sense. No, it does. And I think, you know, in all the conversations that I have with people almost every day, this is a recurrent theme. It's, 
well, I don't have time to do that because, you know, I've got all these other things to do. But really underneath all that, what that really is saying is, is that you don't think doing something for yourself is important enough because if it was right, we don't value ourselves out a way to make it work. So what are some things right now that you're doing different? You know, you had this aha moment. So what was the, what were the first couple of things that you decided to do for yourself? Um, initially I decided to cut out caffeine in the morning. Um, I, everybody thinks that caffeine gives them that, that little boost or that, that, you know, we have to have it in the morning. Uh-huh. Well, it was killing. It was, it was, I was having heart palpitations. I was, I was wow. just a nervous wreck. So I, I cut that out. Now I've gradually, of course, reintroduced it to my life. Um, but I try not to, to be, to, to be excessive. Um, yeah. carbohydrates are, and, and I'm not, I've always been a very thin person. Um, I've been, you know, pretty active and hyper, I guess. I don't know, but, um, but I, I've realized how important it is to, um, try to balance my diet more, um, and eat more, um, protein than, than carbs. I mean, I would buy the box of Krispy Kremes and finish them off. And now I don't allow myself to do that. I have to have protein in the morning. Um, I just, I try to, to balance that from what I know. I mean, as a, as a nurse practitioner, as a 45 year old woman, as a, as a mother, as a wife, I mean, I, we can only do so much, but I, I try to look at those. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I have friends, I have people like you and people who are in healthcare and in nutrition who can give me those tips. Um, yeah. and that's great. That's, that's a great thing to have. Well, and it's so interesting that you bring up the food because people, People, when they feel depleted or tired or worn out, the first thing they want to do is go for that quick energy. And there was several, right. exactly. several weeks ago, I talked mostly about energy eating in one of my episodes. And, and, you know, we think that we're giving ourselves energy when we do that. I mean, it tastes good. It helps us out in the moment, you know, and then we press on with our day. And what, what all we're doing is we're training our mind that this is how we do things is we're creatures of habit and we're going to keep doing the same thing until we decide to change. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that completely. Um, my son actually, um, several months ago, he's 16 and he came home and told me that he was not eating meat anymore, only fish that he was, um, you know, it was, he had his own 16 year olds have their own ideas. Um, this but really true. it was one of the, <laughs> yes, well, it was one of the best things that ever happened to our family because we stopped eating so much red meat and fried foods. And I mean, we and fast we, food and all that. Yes. Yeah. So we, we kind of geared everything towards him and, you know, eating a lot more fish and, and we eat salmon twice a week and, um, a lot, you know, shrimp and we cut down on the pasta and we, I mean, we just that little chain, we can all help each other. I mean, it's, um, it was very good that he came home and did that. I was very, um, annoyed at the beginning. And then, uh-huh. um, it was, it was a blessing for our family that, that he did that. Well, and I think, I think you bring up another good point. And I think when we first think, well, I'm going to cut this out, or I'm going to start eating more of this, or I'm going to start cutting out caffeine. You know, I know for a lot of people, you know, caffeine is a lifesaver for them on so many levels, but really all that is, is you've, you've number one, trained your mind that you can't survive without it. And number two, you've gotten used to how it makes you feel. So I think, I think in making slow changes to your eating and gradually replacing things like what you're talking about, what you've done is you've basically trained your mind that not only can you feel better, but that you can actually do this. And that, what that comes yeah, to oh, yeah. is just repetition of the simple things, right? 
Right. Now, that's what I was going to say, too. It's a habit. We're creatures of habit. And and if we if I look at, at the bag of potato chips, you know, on my desk at 11 o'clock, um, yeah. then I'm going to eat them. So yeah. I just try not to put them there. You know, you you, you have to put new, you, you have to put things in front of you that um, are going to make good choices for your for your body. I mean, you can't um, if, if you go buy the Snickers bar, you're going to eat it. I mean, yeah. you're, so you just can't do that. You can't stop at the well, you just, you, one of the things I like to talk about is that you can't put yourself in a position where you're going to give in to temptation because, you know, as human beings, we're not perfect, you know, and, and we walk by the vending machine and if it's three right. and you're starving and you're trying to make it to five o'clock, then of course you're going to get what's in the vending machine. So the, the answer to that is, is not to deprive yourself, but don't put yourself in a position where you can't win because then you just consistently beat yourself up. And then again, right. you're enforcing a negative habit. You're just hardwiring yourself that this is the only way you can do it. I agree with that completely, completely. Because if I do indulge, if I have a donut or um, a Rice Krispie treat or something that's really bad for you, um, it's really <laughs> high in carbs, um, I'll do that at bedtime, um, which yeah. is not the best thing in the world. But I know that it's going to give me such a sugar crash that um, I'm... Th- that's the only time I, I do indulge in those yeah. types of things because I can't do it any other time. Well, and I think it's, I think you, you mentioned something that so many people I think get so preoccupied with, you know, when we start to deprive ourselves so regularly of the things that we like, you know, to some degree it's necessary, but on the other hand, it's so hard to completely cut it out. So I think people need to remember that you still need simple, small things to basically reward yourself, you know? Right. It's like when I was in school, when, you know, really eating, adhering to a very strict diet when I was competing, it was, you know, all I could think about was looking forward to the cheat meal, to the treat meal that I would give myself, you know, but I think mentally you have to do that once in a while because we're human, you know, but, but the, the, the difference maker between that and just continuing to do it is, is that the next day you reset and you get right back on. Yes. Yes. And I think that. I think that as, as human beings, we're, we're, we want to be successful. We want to, to win and we want to, um, mm-hmm. to achieve our goals, but we're so afraid of that. It's so much easier to, to accept the failures. And to, like you said earlier, if I didn't go do my mile today, if I didn't you know, get on my exercise bike or I didn't do, you know, do what I'm supposed to do, then you just, it's easier to not do it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so I think that we accept those failures and we, we just kind of live that part of, of our lives, mm-hmm. that truth. And really we just, we need to just push ourselves a little bit harder. We need to go back there the next day and do it. Even though I'm not running marathons, like my girlfriends are, if I walk a mile, that's, that's successful for me. That's, that's, totally. you know, I, you can't compare, compare yourself to everyone. Well, and you have to find what works for you. I, I must preach that almost every day. I know people think I'm a broken record, but you have to find the strategy that works for you because if it works for you, you're going to continue to do it. And that's the most important thing is that you continue to do it, whatever that looks like for you. And be happy for yourself and be proud of your accomplishments. Um, Even little ones, you know, even not eating that Snickers bar, you know, that be proud of those things. And then it'll be easier to do, to do more productive things and more positive things um, for yourself. Celebrate the wins, I like to call it. Everyone is a win. Yeah. And stop feeling guilty. I think we need to stop feeling guilty about caring about ourselves. You know, I mean, yeah. even I just think that as like, as women, as moms, as, as friends, we need to support each other and, 
um, and be happy for one another and not, um, you know, not try to outdo each other. Right. I think, I think as human beings though, we tend to focus on the negative so much. We focus on what's wrong in the world. We focus on that one week that we fell off track. We focus on not finishing the project or, you know, or, or whatever it is. And I think we can do 90% of the time, do everything well. And then we have that one time that we screw up and that's what we consistently think of, think on. So, you know, it's so important to just be aware of that. And like you say, just forgive yourself and just move on and start over the next day. I mean, otherwise you just yeah. in that negative space, you know, for so long, it's not productive. Well, I love that you just said that, forgive yourself. I mean, I love yeah. that. That is so, that's so powerful because it, it, we have to forgive ourselves. Yeah. Um, we forgive children. We forgive our spouses. We forgive our parents. We forgive everyone else, but we, we, yeah. we have such a hard time forgiving ourselves. Um, yeah. And I just think we have to um, put effort and time into um, yeah. loving ourselves and, and yeah. wanting the best for ourselves. Um, and that's so hard to do. That's so hard. Yeah. It feels so selfish. Um, well, it's but hard it's not, because for, it's not. for so much, so many people, I feel like, and especially now with this, this whole health situation that we're all, you know, inundated with almost every hour of every day, mm-hmm. it's so easy to feel like you're just in this black hole and that you feel like you take a step forward and then you, then you take two steps backward the next day. And it's just this constant. And so I think you just, you have to remember every day you have to, you just have to learn to forgive yourself you know, and show yourself self-compassion and allow yourself to feel all the feelings that are involved with that, you know, and not, you know, I I probably should have mentioned this before, but one of the things that my parents used to always tell us growing up is, well, just think positive, think positive, you know, don't think that, think positive. And while I still find myself saying that to myself, I think what happens though, especially now is that, you know, we, we start to feel uncomfortable and we don't like the way that makes us feel. So we think positive and we try to forget about it. And then eventually that's going to come up at some point again for us. So the sooner that we allow ourselves to, okay, acknowledge how we feel. That's okay. I made a mistake. All right, move on next. You know, it's kind of just being straightforward and direct with yourself, just like what you would do when you would advise a friend. Right. And we have to own, like you said, take you just accept it. You own it that's yep. what happened. And that's what I did. And I own that and I'm going to move on. Um, yep. so I think that's a, that's a big deal. And that's part of, um, that's part of our shame and our guilt and our, it, just our, our whole self deprecation in our society. Um, and, and you're talking about the, the, the healthcare situation that we're in now. And with, I'm sure with the coronavirus and things mm-hmm. that are going on, um, everybody's feeling that impact. I mean, I feel guilty going to the grocery store. I'm, thanking the girl at the checkout counter for working. Um, you know, I feel guilty for going to the Walgreens and buying mascara because I don't feel that I should go in there and expect, I mean, it's, it's just, it's so hard right now to to pick and choose your battles. I I let my oldest child go to, um, a friend's house where there were going to be five kids to, um, to do a project for school today. Well, I mean, it was that, was that right? Was that wrong? Was that, what do you do? Do you let them live or do you, I mean, or do you keep them in a bubble at home? It's so I'm sure that I'll, I'll, I'll feel guilty about that all day. Should I have exposed my child to other children or should I have kept him home and, and, you know, made him miserable all day? I mean, we still have to live our lives. 
Well, and I think everybody is just trying to do the very best that they can, really, every day. You're just trying to do the best you can. And I think you, as long as you're just open and honest with yourself and, you know, then you're just doing the best that you can. And every day is like that for a lot of people. Yes. Well, and, and I, I don't know, how, how are you doing with the self-distancing part of it? I mean, I mean are it's, you, are it's, you honestly, classes? it's been challenging. I'm a social person. Um, I, I love having time with my clients and my friends and my family and people that I know of. And it's, it's difficult because you do feel isolated. But I also find, think that, and I think back to something that my mom told me a long time ago, and I don't remember what I was struggling with at the time, but she said, you know, I just remember her always telling me that, you know, whenever you're facing something, some type of challenge, you know, it really forces you to develop, she liked to call them internal resources. It really forces you to develop that, that strong sense from within that, you know, that whatever happens that you're going to be okay. And yes, that, that you, that you literally have to, to teach yourself. And right now with everything that's going on, what we do to take care of ourselves and our mindset and our personal development should really skyrocket to the top of the list because now it's more important than ever. I, I agree completely. That's, I'm glad that you're letting me have this outlet today because this is part of, of self-care for me. I, I need yeah. the social interaction as well. Um, yeah. um, and I can't, I can't talk to my children all day. I can't even teach them. I've had to... Yeah. Um, I have, I have a friend who, who's a tutor and I'm paying her to tutor my children yeah. um, because I, I do not have it in me to work all day and to come home and to argue with them and to fuss with them over what uh-huh. assignments they have due. It's so hard. I don't know how these moms are doing it who, who are know. having to do it all by themselves. I know. It's just, it's so, it's so hard because, you know, we can, we can see you know, I think sometimes it's so easy for us to get caught up in our, what I like to call our, our own minutia. You know, it's our day to day. We can't mm-hmm. imagine that somebody else is struggling at this in the same way, or maybe struggling in a worse way than we are. And, you know, I have to stop and check myself when I find myself going to that space, because I feel like, I think at the end of the day too, people, people want, people really crave contrast because it, it really sometimes takes a super negative situation to really teach you to be grateful for the things that you do have. And I think that's probably even more important now that people focus on the good and, you know, that there is going to be another side of all this and how we look after ourselves and keep ourselves in a positive mental space is going to be everything as to what our world looks like on the other side of all. I agree completely with that. I mean, I think that one thing that I do, and it's, it may be kind of silly um, to some people, but um, but even when I go to the grocery store, and this is not during this time, but but all the time, I'll try to buy fresh flowers. You know, they have them like three little bouquets for 10 bucks, just cheap little flowers. And yeah. I'll, I'll put them in vases around my house in the bathroom or in the kitchen and, and, and just try to keep that, you know, colorful happiness, even if I'm feeling down, um, that they just, they make me happy. Um, and so that's one little small thing that I do for myself. You know, my boys could care less. My husband could care less. The dog could care less, but um, but that (laughs) makes me happy. And it's, and it's, it's just such a, a minute thing. You can cut flowers out of your yard or out of the neighbor's yard. I'm sure if, if, if the expense was an issue, I, I know a lot of people, 
financially, it's really hard for a lot of people right now. It's not easy for us, but it's, it's really hard for a lot of people who depend on, um, tips to, to pay their bills. Oh, I, know um, I know it's awful. I, I know. Just, and I, I, just, I don't know how they're going. I find, I think if I just, my heart just breaks for people that are just really going to struggle that are struggling now, they're going to struggle even more so later. And that, that's where I just feel such a calling that, you know, to remind everybody of how much that is within your control to do something about that's where you should focus your energy, especially right now, because there's so much in the world that doesn't make sense. You know, we can't, we can't use logic when it comes to something like this. We have to, we have to really focus on the things that, that are positive for ourselves and for the people that we care about and the things that we can actually do on a day-to-day basis, because we'll all just go crazy otherwise. Well, I think another thing that, and it's a small thing too, that, um, that people that you could do, I mean, if, you know, we eat out probably more than we should, um, but, um, those people that, that we're not tipping and that we're not, you know, we're not spending that money, just set up a Venmo account or use your PayPal and send them 20 bucks. I mean, like that would not, um, it's it's a, it's a, great thing. It's a wonderful thing. If you're able to do that for somebody yes. or, or, you know, buy, go buy the two loaves of bread that they let you get at the grocery store and take them to the, to the church and, and yeah. for their soup kitchens. And I mean, it, we can all do something that's small, even if it's not, um, yeah. you know, something that we have to spend very much money on, um, or very much time on to help somebody else. And I think that that is, is what we need to do to, to help ourselves. We, feel, we have feel to be better. so mindful of, of, of the needs of others, especially right now. And if, you know, you're in a position to help, then I think you should help. I know that's one thing that my parents always taught my siblings and me growing up is if you're in a position to help, you should help. And if it's your time to yes. step up and help. Well, and there's always, you're always in a position to help. Even as little as, is. I mean, taking your, knocking on your neighbor's door and just making sure they're okay or, you know, calling a friend and, and, you know, can I, can I do anything for you? Or can I, I mean, we all can, we all can, there's always something you can do. And the family, I grew up in a family with a lot of children, um, as well. There were five of us and, um, you know, my mother worked and my father didn't. And it was, um, very, very, financially challenging. And I I mean, I went to work when I was very young and, um, I mean, we just, um, we had different, different needs than other families, but I I know that there were people that helped us financially with food, with whatever they helped us with. I mean, so I, if I think we should all give until it hurts, I think if, if it's not, it's not something just for the wealthy and it's not, um, and a lot of times you see the people who, who have nothing to give, giving the most, Exactly. Um, that's, that's, a, that's such a good point. That's a, I mean, it's, it's, um, it, there's a, we need to do that now more than anything. We, we need to help each other. And like you said, encourage each other. Um, well, and it just, it really, um, it really puts a def- different definition on what you consider to be something good, not just to do for someone else, but that you can do for yourself too, that it doesn't have to be complicated or hard or difficult or expensive or out of the box or any of that. It can just simply be doing something with your time, just showing that you, you know, that you're interested and that you want to stay connected. I think that's one of the best ways to look after yourself, I think, is, is to give to other people. I agree with you. And even with our kids, I don't get to spend a lot of time with my children because I work so much and I always have, but, um, but I took 
um, three days of, of PTO so I could stay home and, and regroup and just try to figure it out. Um, yeah. so even, you know, spending that little bit of time with my 10 year old, um, you know, doing jumping jacks or, or you know, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's fun for him because mommy yeah. never does that with him or doing one push up or, you yeah. know, competing, doing something that, you know, challenging each other. Um, yeah. it's, it's fun. So he loves to go walk with me. Like it, 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 he'll call and say, have you, have you done your walk yet tonight? Because, you know, I'm, we're coming home from soccer and I want to go with you if you haven't done it yet. So yeah. it's a time for us to bond and talk and, and he plays Pokemon Go. And so it's, it's great. Yeah. I mean, we it's always the little on. things I think that, that, that always add up to something bigger. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I try to teach other people is that, you know, when I hear people, I don't have an hour to go to the gym. Well, I don't have 30 right. minutes to do this. And I'm like, well, fine, then take five minutes. If that's what you have, you work with what you have. The point is, is I agree. I agree. I mean, I agree with that completely because you can walk up and down your stairs three times yeah, if you need totally. to, or, I mean, there's always something. And I don't like, I have a lot of girlfriends who are runner, runner girls, they're runner girls and, yeah. and they dedicate a lot of their time to, to run in marathons and, and, and just having these great experiences. And I don't have those goals, but I have my own little goals and I'm, yeah when I achieve those goals, they're so proud of me for walking my mile around the neighborhood or two miles. Because it works for you. Because that's something that works for you. And it's no little or no less than what they're doing for themselves because it's all, we're all doing what's like you said, what we can do, what fits us the best. That's right. Um, And, and, and I, you know, I, I, I want to do more, but, but that's going to take my own, motivation. I, I talked to my 10 year old before I got on this call with you. Um, and he said, um, well, what is this mom? Is this like a job interview? And I said, no, <laughs> this is a job interview. I'm going to talk to Miss Allison just about, you know, exercise and working out and, and my motivation for why I do what I do. And he said, well, I'm my motivation because I motivate myself and I make myself do things. And I'm like, well, right. We have to get that in our heads. It's not somebody else that makes me do that. That's for myself. exactly me. right. Well, and, and, and if my 10 year old, he's one of the reasons why you want to do better for yourself so that you're so that you yes. for all of that, because it does matter. Yes. And I want to see my grandchildren one day. I want to, <laughs> I want to grow yeah. old and go on vacations and, and, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. um, it's, it's a big deal. And my children are just the greatest. So, um, I really, really want to let them see that I'm not, um, I don't give up and, and yeah. you push yourself and you do the best you can. And it doesn't matter how many, you know, degrees you have and, and, yeah. you know, how much money well, you, you have. Um, well, you teach you, what you're doing is you're showing that you can make the best of just about any situation. And that's a very powerful lesson. I think for anybody at any stage of life. I agree. I agree with you completely. Thank you so, so much for talking. <laughs> so let's so let's assume that there's somebody out there listening now and they're, you know, having some of the same struggles that that you've had, you know, with, you know, taking care of kids and work and and second marriages and all that. And what would you, you know, what advice would you have for them if they're really struggling to figure out what to do? What what would you say to them? I think I would say that you matter, that that don't feel guilty for for taking care of yourself for loving yourself. I understand, you know, like I said before that I always said my children are more important than I am, but they 
are a reflection of me. And if they're, if they see me, you know, get up in the morning and be exhausted and not speak to them and, and, you know, drop them off at school and then go to work and come home and go to bed. I mean, they see that routine and that's, um, that's not healthy. I think I would, um, I would encourage people to love themselves, to, to realize that you can be successful in whatever you choose to do. I mean, you may not be able to, 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 to run a marathon, but if you can stand and you can walk, then you can, that's what you need to do. If you can speak, then you need to talk to people and encourage people. I mean, if you have, if you have energy to, to spend time with your family, spend time with your family, do things that make you happy. Um, don't make you feel good too. Yes. Yes. And don't spend all of your time working and, and trying to create a life, live in the life that you have and appreciate the life that you, that you're in right now. I think there's so much that we do for tomorrow and we don't, we don't pay attention to today. And, and so that's, um, I talk so much, I talk so much to my clients and in my coaching programs about, you know, the power of setting intentions because we, you know, you brought up an excellent point where we're so focused on the future that we forget about what's right in front of us and what's right in front of us is actually what will control our future. If we were all more intentional about what we do today, then tomorrow is going to look very different than if we just focus on tomorrow, then we forget about what's right in front of us. And that's, that's the biggest thing is that, you know, we're never really, we don't, we don't really know when our time on this planet's going to be done, you know? Right. So it's all the more reason that every day we should live with intention. That's really what self is. Yes, I, I agree with you. And we should, we should accept our mistakes and we should be proud of our, our achievements. And we should, I mean, we should just embrace ourselves and embrace the, the people that we have around us um, and yeah. encourage each other. And it's, yeah. and, and realize that life is not a competition with yeah. anyone else, but you should always push yourself to do yeah. more and to do, to do better for yourself. Because like you said, somebody's yeah. going to hear what you say when someday and they're going to, Either well, and it's, in a positive way. it's not even so much about pushing yourself. It's about wanting more for yourself, you know, wanting your, you to step up into a better version of yourself, you know, and this is where yes. I, people, it's such a slippery slope for people because they think so much about what they haven't done right. You know, well, in the past, this is, this is how I am. I know myself, you know, I hear that a lot. Well, I, I know myself, I know how I am. I'm not going to do it. And so I, we have to really pay attention to the language that we're using too. Instead of saying, well, I know how I am. Instead say, in the past, this is how I've done things. Because you're acknowledging that who you are in the past is not who you are now. And we do have control. Right. I love that. I love that you say that. That's, I mean, that's so important to realize. Yeah. Like you said, uh, who I was yeah. yesterday is, is not who I am today. And it's not who yeah. I'm going to be tomorrow. So yeah. that is, I mean, that's, it's, it's that's the language powerful. that you use is so important. So, well, before we wrap up, why don't you tell, is there, are there any like specific goals that you're working on for yourself right now or anything that, anything that, you know, you want people to know about? Cause I think sometimes when we verbalize something, we become a lot more aware that, okay, I'm going to go do this. So it's kind of like, right. Well, and you accountable. Yes. Well, if you put it on Facebook, then you have to do it. So, um, (laughs) so I challenged myself myself to do a mile a day, uh, for 40 days, um, during Lent, during Lent season. Um, so, and for the last, well, for the last, and that's a big deal for me because I, you know, want to come home and go to bed. Um, but, um, 
I've, I've missed out on the last four days. Um, so I, I have to make up for that. But what I would love to do, love, 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 love to, to commit to do. Um, and I haven't really gotten there yet because I haven't put forth enough effort to get the miles in uh-huh. um, is to do, do a half marathon. Even if I walked the whole thing and it took me three days to do it, if I finished it, it wouldn't matter if it took someone else two hours. If I, I mean, I, I would love to do that. It's something so, for so yourself. My goal. You're doing something yes. for yourself. Yeah. Yes. Just me by myself. No, no friends, yeah. no children, no spouse, nothing just for me, just to know that I did yeah. it. Um, I, I would love to, to be able to do that in the, you know, have that, um, in the record books, um, well, but just, just releasing, you know, releasing expectations and just doing it for the fun of it. You know, what would life be like if we just did that? If we just did things for the fun of it, you know? Yes. I, I agree with you completely, but I'm still working experiment. on it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, I would love that. So, so this time next year, I should have done my first half, not, not a marathon, just a half, yeah. just a half. Well, that's a start. <laughs> and that's, that's a great goal for yourself. So we're going to, we're going to, I'll get you back on for a follow-up and we, we can. Yeah. So great. You put it out there. So now my audience is expecting it to see. So. Right, right. And I, I haven't been on Facebook yet though, Allison. So that's right. So where can people find you? So if, if, People feel inspired and they're like, you were speaking my language. Where can people find you? Because that's what oh. right now is so important. Well, it says Cynthia J. Purcell on okay. P-U-R-C-E-L-L on my Facebook. Um, my Instagram is Cindy Johnson R-N. Uh-huh. Um, okay. and, um, and I don't know. Just I'm in Shelby, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll, I'll make sure that everybody knows where to find you. Because normally when I have guests on, I always like for people to know because people that come on my show just become part of the community. So uh, we'll have to get you back on in the future and talk a little bit. Thank you for including me. Next goal. So, because I feel like I've babbled on and on. We hear from other people, you know, we, we know on a logical level what we need to do, but when we hear other people verbalize, you know, not just their struggles, but what they're working on, it becomes a lot more real and relevant to us. So well, everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking time out on your day off for, for Pete's sake, you know, when you could be doing a million other things to, to talk to me and my audience about, about all this. But you know, this is self-care. This is, I'm is. sitting in my chair and I'm watching my dog and I'm talking to you and that's so, I'm so calm right now. Yeah. So thank that's you. That's good. That's good. No, it's my <laughs> pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. So, so if anybody out there listening, you feel compelled and you want to reach out to Cindy, I will make sure her information is right here on my on my page and all that information will be available to you. And if you're out there listening to, and you want to jump on board and be part of our community, please look for us on Facebook. We have a fairly large self-care community living your ultimate life through fitness and self-care. Please feel free to come over and join us. If you're not on Facebook um, and that's not a possibility for you, then please feel free to go to my website at CU fitness, the letter C, the letter U fitness.com and click contact us and just send me an email. I always love to hear what your struggles are, what your stories are, because at the end of the day, we are all connected and we are all one big family. So Cynthia, or excuse me, I still want to call you Cynthia. I know I shouldn't do that. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. I so appreciate it. And um, thank you. And again, I appreciate everyone's support of the ultimate journey of self-care. This is Allison Katzkowski. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. Make it a good one.